0: what is up everybody welcome back to in my non-expert opinion it has been a few weeks hasn't it it's been actually a little more than a few weeks and if you're wondering where i've been i had the same exact throat infection that i had last month the one that i'm pretty sure i talked about in the intro of the last podcast which is why last month's schedule was also wonky the doctor actually said we need to get you to stop talking I was like, well, those are very specific instructions, especially for a person who basically has made a career out of talking from podcasting and then teaching people how to podcast, coaching all the time, guest speaking. I mean, I literally talk all the time. It's my job. So as you can imagine, getting doctor's orders to stop talking and getting a throat infection again was really a wake up call to take a break and not push my body beyond its limits. So I also uh, had visitors come for pretty much the entire month. I had one of my great friends, Marley, come, who you guys have listened to on the podcast. Then my parents came, then one of my good friends, Sierra, came. Now I have visitors tomorrow. I feel like Lisbon is the place that people want to come and visit. So I've been hosting nonstop while recovering from this throat infection. So yeah, you could say I'm a little exhausted, but I also just think it's important to note here I think this is a really good lesson on consistency, but listening to your intuition and body. So yes, I committed to doing a weekly podcast when I first started my podcast and then life happens. I'm not a machine, I'm not a robot, and I'm not gonna put out content just for the sake of putting out content, which I used to do. And I think that's what happened is when you put out content just for the sake of putting it out, you start to lose a little bit of the quality because you're like, whatever, I just have to get something up. It could be, you know, X, Y, Z. And maybe some people appreciate that. And I know in the past I have, that the way I want this podcast to go is not just throwing shit up just because it has to go up. So yeah, I think right now my intuition was telling me you need to take a break, even though it kills me to not podcast, like it truly does. um, I needed to listen to that. I remember I was even supposed to go on this really cool sailboat tour with my group. And I could just feel my throat getting worse and I needed to rest. And I wanted to like go on the cruise and do the podcast and do more podcasts. And I'm like, I really need to go to the doctor. And that's when he said, well, you need to stop talking for a little bit because it's obviously just hard on the body and the vocal cords. So if you're someone like me and you're like, I really want to commit to a weekly podcast, but I just don't know how I'm going to do it. Maybe you don't do it that way. Maybe you batch record and release all your episodes as one season. Maybe you do a bi-weekly podcast. Maybe you just do one season, that's like five episodes, and then you take a break. I think it's really important to understand that podcasting or whatever you do, right, whether it's writing a book or your job or anything, does not have to be this always on type of channel, because that's how you end up burning out. And speaking of burning out, there's actually something called pod fade, which is when you start a podcast, and then you do about seven episodes, and then you just stop doing it, because you don't have the system set up or you don't have the content plan or the strategy or anything to keep it going. And then you just ghost your podcast because you're like, whatever, I gave it a shot. And I was hearing this a lot with podcasters that were starting that they were like, okay, this is really overwhelming. I don't really know what I'm doing. So I'm just going to stop. Or people would hear this that wanted to start a podcast. And they're like, this just sounds like too much work. You know, I'm already doing so much stuff in Canva on Instagram. I'm already doing reels. I'm already sending emails. I'm already doing coaching. I have a Facebook group, like Where on earth is a podcast going to fit into my schedule? So I'm taking the next few weeks to actually talk to students that took Mic Drop to talk about how they made podcasting work for them. My favorite thing about Mic Drop is that every single person that takes it has a totally different idea for their podcast, which is interesting because I feel like when I started podcasting, everything I heard were one hour interviews. So that's kind of how I started. was like, well, I'm just going to do one hour interviews. And everyone in Mic Drop has realized it doesn't need to be like that. And they created their own things. There's people that want to release three a week. There's some that release once a month. Some people do bi-weekly. And the variety of topics is so different from financial coaching to skincare to magical spirituality. Like there's so many cool people inside this program. And so I thought it'd be really cool instead of hearing me talk about the amazing benefits of podcasting and what it could do for you, actually talking to people that made podcasting work for them and figure out, you know, what's happened since then. Have they experienced pod fade? What's it like having to come up with different ideas? How do they feel about the tech? You know, how do they avoid pod fade or burnout? And are they actually seeing results from podcasting? So, for the next few weeks, you're going to hear from different mic drop students. And today, you're actually hearing from someone who's already been on the podcast who you all love, Chiyama and Jaku. Chiyama is someone I've had on so many times because she adds a level of depth and wisdom to really nuanced conversations that. I feel really comfortable talking to her and opening up. And I think we say a lot of things that people are thinking and don't have the space or time or maybe even courage to talk about. But when Shyama's on, I feel like she understands things and sees things very similarly to I do. And we have a lot of the same values. And so it's really easy to talk to her about things like money and mindset and coaching and all the things we think about those industries, but also providing solutions. So when she started her podcast, Cheers to Your Prosperity, I was like, thank God, because I need to listen to her podcast because she has, again, such a, a really cool perspective on finances. That's not like a Dave Ramsey style, uh, you know, financial coach or one of these like bro marketing type of coaches at all. So her podcast is always at the top of my keel. I appreciate her storytelling so much. And you're going to hear more about it today. We're going to talk about why she started a podcast, how she feels about it what's been working, what she's experimenting with, as well as, you know, what has it done for her? Like, has it actually changed anything personally or professionally? Is it just something else on her plate? Does she feel overwhelmed by it? We talk about everything and what it was like to go through mic drop. So if you are considering starting a podcast or maybe you have one and you're like, I just want to hear how other people are doing it and get back into it. Maybe you lost a little bit of that fire. I think this episode is going to be perfect for you. Now, if you're a first time listener and you don't know who Chiyama is, She also goes by Chi and she's the owner and chief mindful operator at the mindful bookkeeper. She draws on her experiences as a Yogi accountant and financial coach, and she helps business owners become mindful of all that can influence and impact their finances with mindfulness slash awareness. Business owners are better equipped to keep more of their hard earned money in the bank without sacrificing the things that make life enjoyable, such as coffee and dinners with friends. And that is why I love her so much. She really helped me get my financial shit together, and I do not feel guilty now going out for coffee or dinners with friends because of the work we did together. All right, let's dive into the episode. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I am so excited for today's guest, and you all are no stranger to today's guest because she's been on, in my non-expert opinion, several times, and you all love her every time she comes on. Welcome back, Chiyama and Jaku.
1: Thank you. It's glad to be back. I feel like I'm, I just have a room <laughs> on the podcast. I just, you know, I've moved in. So <laughs> I'll, I'll be a co-host soon actually. And <laughs> literally I'm like, I need you
0: on a segment or something. Cause every time you come on, you deliver the truth, you deliver knowledge and people always DM me. Like that was one of the most incredible episodes of your podcast. So you're a star to my listeners, just so you know. Oh,
1: thank you. Thank you very much. If anyone's listening
0: right now and doesn't know you and doesn't know what you do, definitely go back to the episodes and listen to Chiama's different financial advice and how she really helped me. You really were the catalyst that changed a lot for me financially. But if you are just tuning in for the first time, could you actually tell us a little bit about what you do and who you help?
1: Sure. So I'll start with my business name, the name name of my business, which will probably change next year. (laughs) But for now, it's called The Mindful Bookkeeper. And of course, naturally, most would be like, okay, she does some kind of bookkeeping thing. My background, I'm an accountant and I'm a financial coach. The ultimate outcome on what I really do is to help entrepreneurs and business owners keep more of their hard earned money without sacrificing the things that they love. And I've really, really stepped into this more so with the onset of this pandemic. So I'm not the cut the coffees girl. I don't believe you have to sack dinners or in only go to the grocery stores and be super cheap with yourself. I'm more about like my intention and, and is really about making money work for you so that you're not feeling guilty for what you do with your money. At the end of the day, like we're here to live, right? So money helps us live. So that's really what it's about.
0: Yeah. what your I'm about, podcast, sorry. <laughs> uh, Your podcast is called Cheers to Your Prosperity. And I know you did an episode about cutting the coffees and I was like, this is the best because you're, like you said, you're not someone who believes in that. And I think a lot of people, the first thing to do is cutting expenses and any little thing that comes to them. And you're very much like, you said, let's make your hard earned money work for you. So why does this work matter so much to you?
1: For me, it's, I have a story to share. I was very inspired by actually a person that we now officially have in common, Deanna Joy. I listened to one of her episodes where she was talking about her experiences with Instagram. And it just reminded me as to why I do all this. And it's just more of like, when I say I have a story to share, I suppose I'm kind of like that still hurt little girl that remembers her parents not being able to come to her sports games or recitals, or where she couldn't really do much because it was always, they were always working for the money. And now, as I'm an adult, and of course, I stumbled upon old tax returns and putting a few pieces together, it's because they didn't know how to manage their money. So my parents were always working hard to bring more money in when what they really needed was help managing it. And just I wouldn't say making better decisions. Perhaps if they actually knew how to manage it and put an identity to the money, then it wouldn't have impacted their children (laughs) who felt like their parents Mm. could never be around. Or other tough things, I'll just go ahead and say it. like sometimes the electricity would go out because couldn't pay the bills or probably forgot to pay the bills. We just lived a very close off lifestyle. And as I talk to more of my clients, a lot of them are, are living the same way, where they, they feel like they're a slave to their business and they don't have time for their kids. And I didn't even mention themselves. They, don't, they feel guilty getting their nails done, going out to happy hours, things like that. So... Yeah, for me, that message to share is to say that life should not be that way. We have a right to live and go and enjoy yourself. Enjoy the holidays that's coming up guilt-free. <laughs> Shouldn't feel fear tax season if you prepare. You know, all those things. It's just, if we just were empowered financially, life could be very different.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think what you do is so unique because, like you said, you're not just a bookkeeper. You're not just an accountant. You're not just, uh, you know, one of these financial coaches that gets a certification and doesn't look at people's personal situations and circumstances, you really look at this holistic picture. So if someone doesn't know what it would be like to work with you, what are some things that you do to help people really take control of their finances?
1: My thing is, is the bit, the main thing is asking them what they want. It's a, it's kind of, it's uncanny how people don't really know what they want because we're not given the opportunity to really say hey this is what I like to do or this is what I don't like. We're judged for what we like to do or we think there'll be judgment. So that's really the main thing like especially if we're entrepreneurs, but, uh, business owners, you have to have a purpose. And many small business owners don't. Many entrepreneurs don't have a purpose for why they're in business. So how does the money serve and ultimately how does the money serve them in, on a on a personal level? So that's really the whole thing. <laughs> then we work the finances around that. Love it. And you started your business how long ago? Six and a half years ago. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Six and a half years ago. So what are some ways that you were expressing yourself or marketing yourself before on, you know, was this Instagram, email newsletters, word of mouth? Tell us a little bit about how you ran your business or oh, did my business. <laughs>
1: I was really, I really began with Chamber of Commerce. So I forged connections with other accounting firms, other, other, the the tax people didn't want to do any of the bookkeeping. And so I was like, cool, you can refer them to me. And that was really where I got my beginnings. And then I really didn't have a marketing system. I I hired a few coaches. I'm going to keep it nice and just say that... (laughs) Basically, I had to figure my own stuff out. And it wasn't until a free podcasting challenge around 2019. So I was, I was a mess up until then, up until 2019. I followed this challenge that taught me how to pitch myself as a guest or at least gave me enough. And that was really how I got into podcasting. And so it went from me kind of more or less having a word-of-mouth business and and throwing spaghetti at the wall to now having word-of-mouth plus this one thing called podcasting that really, that became a very close second in terms of just me marketing myself, me getting the word out about what I do.
0: And did you notice, sounds like you took inventory and you were noticing some type of result or impact with the podcast guesting. Can you walk us through a little bit of that?
1: Sure. It was... Well, the first thing, the feedback is almost always immediate whenever the podcast is released. And it's a combination of people wanting me to be on their podcast, or I would get some inquiries about like, just calls, people scheduling a call to work with me. And they'll always say, Hey, I heard, heard you on this podcast and I'm interested in learning more about you. So yeah, it's, it was very, for me, it's very obvious. like episode is released, there's a result. And yeah, I could. Yeah. Well, of course the episode has to be good because <laughs> I had a few bomb <laughs> episodes that didn't really result in anything, but a good episode. And I know it's like, what does good mean? But a good episode, it's the result is almost immediate. And there's lingering too. It's, it's almost like a year later. Hey, I heard of you on that podcast. And I'm like, wow, that's a year ago. Okay, cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's one of the best things, right? When you're like, oh, we didn't have to Post a hundred times a day, you found me from a year ago and want to work with me? Like, thank you. Incredible. And that's it's important to point out that you're talking about being a guest on other podcasts, correct? Yes, yes. So then you start to see that some needles are being moved from this type of strategy. What then prompted you to start thinking about starting your own podcast?
1: For me, I I wanted to control my own narrative and time. The thing about being a guest, which is great, I'm, I still have to wait for that podcast to be released. And so that can be, there's one podcast, it took six months for that episode to be released. Others are more immediate where it's within a month. So there's still a kind of waiting game. And in terms of me being in business, you know, I have to put things that in my own marketing system, my own marketing funnel. So I wanted to take a greater command of of my narrative. Also I I wasn't even so so time is one thing. The second thing also is there's still much to be said. So that's why when I saw this that it's working like I'm I'm getting people are connecting to me through my words on a podcast, why not now also add my own and go deeper. So that's mm-hmm. also why I wanted to start a podcast. I love that. And
0: podcast courses are around you know, if you Google something, you can easily find a PDF on how to start a podcast. I mean, that's what I did. I started looking at YouTube videos and piecing things together and using my background in school to figure it out. You know, when you were on the search to start a podcast, where was your first step? Were you a Google slash, you know, PDF puzzle piece put together type of person? Or did you know, I actually need help more professionally?
1: I, when it came to me starting a podcast, truthfully, I was, A little tired of getting the coaches and still figuring things out. As a result, I wanted to work. I just knew right away I wanted to work with someone that already had something going and that I know. So when I even got a whiff of you (laughs) having mic drop, just a whiff, a scent, I think I actually waited a good year for you because I knew you were kicking it around. And I was just like, I don't want to work with anybody else. There was one person's podcast course that I and I think I got their journal that I purchased for like $10 or they were giving it away. And yeah, I just thought, why would I work with it? Yeah. And that person has a successful podcast, I guess, but I'm like, why would I work with that person when I know someone I really, I listen to their podcast regularly on like the other person. Yeah. I waited for you actually. So I was just like, I'm not going to even waste my time. I'll just go straight to the source.
0: Well, thank you. That is the highest compliment. I'm so glad you did because now your podcast is one of the top ones that is in my queue at all times. And I always listen because you followed every single step and made it happen. And you know, what's interesting is I feel like the way you present yourself in your podcast is as if you had this background for years. You speak very confidently. Your narratives are so clear, your structure. And a lot of times when people think about starting a podcast, this is something that holds them back. You know, they doubt themselves. Like, who am I to talk about this? I'm not a celebrity. I'm not an influencer. I don't have a credential. I don't have a master's degree. Can you walk us through any mindset blocks that you dealt with and how
1: you overcame those? Sure. So first of all, thank you very much. <laughs> and, and and secondly, I still have those mindset blocks all the time. I think what really drives me though is is just my having this big why that's what pushes me over the edge. But yeah, I still think about like does anyone want to listen to me? I am not trendy, I'm not an astrologer, I'm not a I, I'm not a big ma- big name manifester. I'm just Chiama. You know, I'm Chiama, the girl that has never really been that popular, but I'm always there. <laughs> so, yeah, I I go through that every single episode and then I remember this message Or I will see something on the news and it's like, I've got to just put this out there. There's something within me that says, that just pushes me past all of that. All the mindset, mindset jumble, mindset noise is what I'll call it. So yeah, I I just, I just do it.
0: (laughs) I just do it. Well, you're bringing up a really good point that I think maybe a lot of people haven't considered is that your perspective and voice is actually more relatable and easier to connect with than someone who's a big coach, you know, a hundred million followers has loads and loads of downloads and subscribers. Sometimes we feel like, okay, that person's at literally chapter 50 and I'm on chapter four. So we need someone to kind of connect that bridge of like, I, I don't even know what they're talking about because it's out of the realm of my, They don't get me they don't get me they don't get my lifestyle They don't get me and i think what you do in your podcast and you just did earlier is you're vulnerable and you're open and you're like this is me like here's what happened with me here's what happened with my finances and that is way more relatable than you know hearing someone that had a quote-unquote failed launch even though they made a million dollars you know what i mean and so it's like oh okay someone gets me and i think that's the perspective that you're bringing another thing i think people deal with is they don't feel tech savvy did you ever feel like that, and, and like how did you work through that? I
1: think I might accidentally have a knack for tech, just to not, maybe more than the average bear. Um, some things come natural to me. I, I don't know. I, I'm also like a keep it simple kind of person, so I look at what I'm talking on. like the, these iPhone head, headphones I realized are that came with my old iPhone are still the best compared to the expensive globe. So Mm -hmm. like, and I have lapels. I have (laughs) all kinds of speaking equipment. The one that came with my iPhone, they don't give out headphones anymore. I'm realizing because I'm about to upgrade. So I know this I'm (laughs) I'm on seven plus still. I'll soon be at a 14. I know everyone's chuckling. It's okay. (laughs) But like this one I'm speaking on, I realize is still the clearest one. And then on my Mac, I, You did a a teaching. I use GarageBand. And so I just, I started with what I have. And I realized that it's, as someone who listens to podcasts all the time myself, I realized that what I have is good enough. It's it's good enough. Let me get the ball rolling, focus on my message. So yeah, when it comes to tech, I might be more tech savvy. It it didn't stumble. I didn't stumble. I think I just kept it simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I think I love that. That's a great device. Keeping it simple, uncomplicated. You know, we don't need the $100 software, the expensive mic, a studio. That's actually a good question. You know, right before we start recording, you introduced me to your lovely friend, aka dog. And <laughs> I think that's something that, that people are like, well, I have dogs, I have kids, I have, you know, there's construction every day. Like, how have you figured out where to record and make it work?
1: Oh yeah. I say you play around. I think when I saw you putting a blanket over your head to record, <laughs> I'm like, all right, game on. We could do this anywhere. So <laughs> even right now, I might be concerned that the sound might carry, but that's a, you'll decide. That sounds great right, right. now. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay. Because <laughs> I wasn't very thoughtful. My, my apologies. I, it's a learning progress. My dog who's next to me is so far quiet, <laughs> probably because the camera's on. He doesn't like the camera, but <laughs> Life happens. Like we work from, we're all home or wherever. Life happens. Wi-Fi gets choppy. I think it's mm-hmm. just you just roll with it and then learn what it's your podcast. So you learn what you like. You know what you what's good enough for you. It's not meant to be perfect. It's a it's a podcast. I mean, it is a it's a podcast, but it's not meant to be perfect. We're not. general. right.
0: That's such a good point, though, because I think even when I started. I think when you see podcasters that are promoting themselves on video, they have a professional studio, they have the big fancy mics, they have headphones, they have a producer in the background. You know, that's kind of a joke with big podcasters. Like they're them and their producer have these like cheeky little inside jokes. So I think people are like, what? Like I can't just do this in my closet or my house. Like I need an actual Hollywood level setup. And I think we need to remember that's not, the level that we're trying to even be at. It's not even about that. It's like, you actually don't need that stuff. You can do it in the comfort of your closet, on the ground, with the iPhone, 2000, whatever, 11 headphones, and still have an incredible podcast. I think hearing this from you and for people to know my story, I recorded like my first 60 episodes on my voice note memo on my iPhone. And then I would drop the file to my garage band, which already came included, and use the free tools that I had. So I think hearing this from both of us might help people realize you do not, like you said, need a Jimmy Kimmel studio with lights and mics or any of that. You can be simple and still make it work.
1: I'll actually add to that. Have you heard of Jasmine Starr? Yeah. She's, we'll call her like an influencer type. And I've listened to a couple of her podcast episodes. She just started a podcast maybe last year. And for each one, she was like, I'm recording in my closet. So just to to let you know, like... You can record anywhere. I think that's the beauty of a podcast. You can actually, yeah. it's portable.
0: Yes. I think the funny thing too is there's a huge podcaster on Spotify, Alex Cooper. She's the, you know, call her daddy. I know it's a very controversial podcast, <laughs> but she shows herself sometimes laying down literally horizontal in bed, just ho- holding the microphone up. And she's like, what's up? I'm hungover. We're doing a podcast today. And I'm like, <laughs> like you said, you can make work anywhere. <laughs> yeah. That's so interesting. Now with podcasting too, there's something called pod fade. And this is when people get a little overwhelmed and don't realize how much work can go into a podcast, how much preparation, the actual recording of it, you know, structuring it, outlining, post-production, etc. And so what happens is usually around episode seven, people ghost their podcasts and they're like, I'm done. This was great, gave it a shot. We're done. How have you set up systems in place or how did Mic Drop help you to navigate not hitting that pod fade slash, you know, unfortunate number seven episode graveyard that seems to happen to some podcasters.
1: So, mic drop, I remember you speaking of your why and preparation. You had us list titles of episodes. And that was very helpful for me in terms of knowing at least just some guideline. I didn't stick to every single one. Like I think I ended up listing out it's a growing list, but I started with up to twelve. And I didn't, I, it just gave me some guidance on what I wanted to record. The second thing I'll say even about pod fade, I think if you don't quit, that is, if you don't want to quit, I think that's okay. Give yourself some grace because I, I thought about having a weekly episode and then I gave myself grace. I said, you know what? I want to focus on quality, not quantity. So I have not been that consistent as I'm rebuilding or, or adding more episodes but that's okay. I'm still figuring out my schedule and how it fits. So yeah, as you're getting into it, give yourself grace. And to me, focus on a quality episode because that's what people will comment on and, and acknowledge versus some haphazard rush, not well thought out, well, not well thought out episode. So, but yeah, the list you, you tell, you give me that framework was very, very helpful in terms of just like, what it is I want to talk about and, and why.
0: Yeah. You just brought up, you know, experimentation. I tell people this all the time. I'm like, i would treat your first six months to a year of podcasting as an experiment in terms of length of episodes, how you market it, who you have on, what type, you know, do you want to do hour long episodes, 10 minutes, solos, interviews, have a co-host, have people write in and just do advice columns. Like there are so many ways to do it, but I think you won't know until you start because like you just said, you realize, okay, this actually maybe doesn't work with my energy or my schedule, or maybe I can't do as much output, but that's okay, because I'm going to make things work for me. So what has been now that you've released, I think, 10 plus episodes at this point, what has been your favorite part of podcasting? And what's something that you're looking forward to in your next experimentation phase?
1: Hmm. I like all of it. Yeah, I, I think... Okay, well the favorite part is recording it. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I get frustrated with my preparation because sometimes it could take a little bit too long. But again, that's where I take come with, come up with the quality versus quantity. And then in terms of experimenting experimentation phase, what I'm now figuring out and I think it's more of a bigger picture for me is more of like let's hone in on the message and and see where I, things fit in terms of like social media, email lists, in-person things. So just all of it. So that's, that's the experiment that's starting to happen now.
0: And now that you have been doing it and I feel like a lot of people do it and then they realize something kind of clicks inside them where it's either, it feels like a missing puzzle piece or they feel more confident or they're noticing their business is doing a lot better. Have you noticed anything personally or professionally that's changed? since you've launched the podcast?
1: Oh, yeah. Speaking of the click, m- the message, when I said I have a message to share, I got stronger with, with my purpose. I think I'm someone that, if I speak things out loud, it really helps me to hone in and be very focused on why I do all of this. And so, yeah, it clicked hard this summer. That's why, that's, that's what happened. This podcast was very helpful for that.
0: Yeah, like finding your purpose and your voice and that, that inner confidence. I think I've been trying to theorize like why that happens. And you can tell me your opinion. I feel like because we have more space to actually hone in on our message, where I feel like a lot of times it's fragmented based on the mediums we're at. So have you noticed, I guess, before I've asked my question, what do you feel about that? Like, do you feel like it's the space? Or do you feel like it's just because you have more time on a podcast? Like where, why do you think podcasting has made you feel more stronger in your message?
1: I actually 100% agree with that. There, there is more space to talk things through versus being limited to either a minute on Instagram voice note, for example, or the DM voice note, or like to certain characters on, on Instagram, or even LinkedIn has its own parameters. I'm on, I'm on both now. It's, with, it, with podcasting, there is a bit of a freedom. To just really speak honestly as long as you want to, if that's what fits your, your, your medium, your zone. So I think when I have the ability to express myself without any, like, limits, that's been very helpful. It's like it gets things out, and in the process of speaking it out, like, more content is coming already. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's been – exactly, it's been – No limits, no limitations in terms of podcasting.
0: I love that. You just mentioned something too about the content that's coming. And I think a lot of people, including myself, have dealt with this where you're like, I feel like I've exhausted all my ideas. You know, I've said everything I wanted to say. I feel like those 10 episodes I outlined, they've been recorded and published. What's next? Have you felt like you hit kind of a content block and have you noticed You know, have you had to shift where you're getting your content? Does your audience help you? Do you go to Google and figure it out?
1: Like, tell us about how you keep your ideas flowing. Oh my gosh, I have too much going on. The (laughs) (laughs) ideas—it's—it's—it's so much. Actually, that's the part that can almost be overwhelming because I have too much to say, and that it's almost like I—I write it down, and it's like this list is never going to end. It's just going to keep going all the way. I'll—I'll make it as as long as the whole world, like it'll wrap around the world (laughs) (laughs) because things keep coming. That's the thing. And it's like, I look at world events and then there's something that pops out from there. I will just go outside and someone will say something and then there's another event. It's the most random places. So I have not had a shortage of ideas. And then also going back to revisit what I've already put out, I can already start to go deeper. So speaking of when you mentioned I said everything I need to say on the 10 episodes. You can always repeat it and there's always another angle to go. So it's, mm-hmm. I have yet to slow down. <laughs> I'm not fast enough yet. So I need to speed up actually.
0: <laughs> like, get this stuff Well, this out. is good news. It's a good problem to have, I feel like, when you have so much to say. That's like podcasting is the medium for people who have a lot to say and can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. <laughs> <laughs> what about... In terms of social media strategy, we've been talking about that. And I know you've listened to my podcast and heard me go on a lot of different rants about how I truly think we're wasting too much time being on certain platforms, specifically Instagram, spinning our wheels, putting so much content out for little to no return, or just it doesn't feel like that, even though maybe it does help a client or this and that. But I just feel like, you know, the way we're, it goes back to fragmented attention. I feel like social platforms are so fragmented where I don't feel like podcasting is like that. Have you found yourself spending less time on social media because of your podcast, or has anything changed your relationship with social media?
1: Oh, I'm glad you asked this question. I'm going to actually put out an episode about this, my take on it. <laughs> because I came to a recent conclusion. I I haven't really been posting that much on social media yet. I'm starting to get back into it because I realized that there is a need for I'll speak for myself, myself to change how I use social media. Cause it's like, there's two chiamas, there's a social person and then there's the business owner. And I hate, I hate it for business. <laughs> I absolutely mm. hate it, but it's the same account. So the way I will be using it going forward is social media is to socialize and it's, It's really that. Let me put it out there. This is what it is for me. Also, because with the algorithm changes, Instagram for me was like a a portfolio where people can also find me and seek me as a guest. And then that's changed. But one thing that's worked out for me socially is I actually go and engage with other accounts that are interesting to me. And there's no angles, no nothing. It's just, hey, this is cool. And I comment. Next thing you know, we're having DM conversations and exchanging photos of where we travel to. Very random. But I'm like, how am I this free socially, but not for business? So I'm going to start treating Instagram like a purely social platform, including for business. And yeah, just kind of be like, whatever. And also for the record, I've literally only gotten one client from Instagram and I've had this current account for two and a half years. So that's to let you know, I'm not taking Instagram seriously. I'm just going <laughs> to socialize. And so, yeah, also I'm putting more time into the podcast and trying to find, I guess, JV partnerships or other ways for me to connect. Definitely do more guest podcasting, just other ways outside of social media to just really collaborate. And at the end of the day, it's spreading that message and being of service. So that's what I have to remember. Yeah. I love that.
0: Have you noticed uh, specific business success stories or anything different? Maybe it's not even monetary, but just overall from when you started a podcast to now anything that's changed either in the essence of your business or actually clientele?
1: clientele wise, so for me, the reason why I like the podcasts and even social media, there's certain types of people that I really would love to work with. It's like serve. just because, you know, I'm just going to say a collective, you all are very fascinating and more my speed versus others that are, there's nothing wrong with the stereotype of being professional, but there's like a, there's a box. So Instagram, Instagram, podcasting is starting to connect me to more of those, the creatives, the, the, and I mean like genius creatives, like whether it's laptop lifestyle, or I I mentioned astrology talking about like different ways of looking at life. The podcast is helping me connect to tap into that. And Mm -hmm. I love that because that's, that's my, that's a happier place for me. And then I also have the business side of thing that I'm gonna call and I'm and I'm stereotyping, but the more quote unquote professional side of things, which I love as well. So yeah, the podcast is helping me tap into or better connect with people that I would love to serve. That's a great point. That the the, me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's like the networking that happens is kind of not spoken about a lot, but just who you get connected to from interviews or people pitching you or, Hey, Chama would be a great guest. You should be on hers. And maybe you should set up a pod swap. It's like, you start building this online network, even though it's not on social, just because of podcasting. I think that's something I've never really talked about on this podcast is like your network actually really expands because of, again, the nature of how this whole world works.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's, it's really good for getting you connected to people. I, and I think also when we're online, that's something that can be a struggle where just connecting with people and having the conversation. So it's it's been great for that, actually. I love that.
0: What about someone who's listening right now and they're like, okay, podcasting sounds great. I'm just scared. I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know about this. Is this my next step? Like, what advice would you have for an aspiring podcaster?
1: If you're aspiring to do a podcast, I, I know it's, it's simple for me to just say, just do it. So let me add better steps to that. <laughs> <laughs> I would say connect to someone. I, I did like the podcast challenge for the guest podcasting. That was very helpful for me to start getting introduced to. And guest, guest podcasting to me is very different from having your own. But it was a step inside. So I know people who have challenges or do masterclasses, definitely get into those. That, that's very helpful for starting to tap your toe in the water and, and get comfortable and see if it's something that you want to do. Another thing that I did before really getting into the guest podcasting and podcasting, I see people do Instagram Lives. I was doing Facebook Lives for a time, maybe about three months, and I tried to do something every other day. And I didn't care who was listening, actually. It wasn't for that. It was for me to get comfortable speaking and, and get clarity on. And I would listen to my own lives, too. So get comfortable speaking and understanding if I was clear. And I would share it with someone else. Is this clear? Does this make sense? So that's another thing to do. You can practice speaking on a live. And If, if that's too exposed, if you feel, feel too exposed, then provided you have a Zoom account, you could just talk to yourself (laughs) and do a recording without releasing it and share it with someone or not, but just practice the speaking aspect. So that's, that's what I did. And, and maybe it could serve some of you. Yeah. That's a good
0: point, right? Like if you're uncomfortable speaking, you you get better by speaking. Yeah. That action breeds confidence. So there's different ways to speak that maybe aren't on a podcast on your first go, but it sounds like you had that practice of like speaking out into the world online to a, you know, quote unquote audience or a group of listeners and started to kind of build that muscle, just like you build a muscle when you go to the gym. Yes, absolutely. What about mic drop specifically was your
1: favorite piece? I'm struggling to answer the question just because I was waiting for you for a whole year. So I was just thrilled to be there. <laughs> <laughs> I think mic drop in general, it was nice having, I actually appreciate, I don't know if it's the size or just I think it's more so you than the size, but there's a way that you just bring all of us together so that it's comfortable. It's, it's a comfortable space. Yeah, and, and it's not, you're not lost in the numbers. I didn't think that, I, I didn't feel lost in the numbers in, in, in this big group. I did feel very present and, and seen. It was nice to just, I think that's what I really liked about it. Yeah, to me, it's just, The modules were just very clear. It was very clear, very simple. Um, It was easy to follow. Easy, yeah, it was very easy to follow. I didn't. So that wasn't one favorite thing. It was just a lot of little favorite things.
0: (laughs) Thank you. I I definitely appreciate that because I know I think our biggest gripe with courses is they tend to be a little long, a little overwhelming, a little too much all at once. And you know, sometimes when you build shorter modules, there's this weird mental thing in your head like, does short equal not valuable? Or, you know, is this too short? And are people going to be like, where's the rest of this video? Because it's only three minutes long. So I think hearing this is really helpful too. you know, for me, personally, but also for people listening that modules are short, you're not going to sit for 120 minutes every week, you're going to probably sit for like 20. And then we meet as a group every week. And we have those group calls and q&a calls and stuff like that. So you do get to bounce ideas and get feedback and chat with other aspiring podcasters as well. So you're not going through it alone.
1: Yeah, I would say it's. I say it's you. You do quality. So, and it just happened to be short. There's people, and and so I'm not trying to like destroy everything I just said. But like, I don't mind long if it's got some substance. But there's some people that talk for. I think we've all had those courses, or maybe not. I have. I'll speak for myself. Someone would talk for almost like two hours, and it's like I check out because there's nothing (laughs) in there. And then there's another person that speaks for the same amount of time and I'm captured. They, they capture my attention. So my thing is, is like your, your models are very quality. Yeah. It's just, it's quality. Every piece was useful. Oh, something you do that not a lot of people do. I have to say this. This is my favorite thing. You demonstrate. You're not just like, Hey, go out and search for something. Go out and search for a topic. You show how to do it. You give an example. That was helpful.
0: Oh, I'm glad to hear that. I'm a visual learner, you guys. I just learned this a few weeks ago when I took a quiz and I'm like, oh, this makes sense. I need to see something (laughs) and see how it's done. And so it kind of makes sense. That's how I teach too. It's like, I know things get lost in the sauce. I'm actually learning this about myself from doing a lot of walking tours in Europe where I'm like, I'm not retaining anything. I'm like, why am I not retaining this? I have a good memory. I'm like, oh, because I'm not like, seeing the actual visual yes we're looking at a castle but we're you know a hundred facts are coming at me and i'm like this kind of is showing me how i teach so it's funny to hear you say that because i've it clicked recently as i was on a walking tour why i need examples and demonstrations <laughs> so no more walking tours for me by the way if, <laughs> if you guys uh if you want recommendations and you come to europe i'm not the person because i don't retain anything <laughs> um <laughs> but anyways i i Want you to talk a little bit about some of the episodes of your podcast that are your favorite that you've loved either recording or that you've gotten a lot of feedback on.
1: Actually, it's, it's, it's ours. Uh, it's the crossover. So mine is called How Money Mindset is Keeping You Broke. Yes, How Money Mindset is Keeping You Broke. And I'm remembering your, your titles is slightly different. And you said, Is Money Mindset and Manifestation Keeping You Broke? And so mm-hmm. that's actually mine is my most listened to as well. And It was, I enjoyed that just because it was just nice to share my thoughts, like be free with it. And yeah, I think, I guess based on the listens, (laughs) it was enjoyed as well. So it was just nice to really tell my story about that. And um, yeah. And then of course the, you can drink coffee and still be rich. That was, that was fun to, to create as well. So I enjoyed that I love that.
0: Oh, amazing. Well, can you actually let everyone know where they can find your podcast and what it's called? I know we talked about it, but just a little bit more of what they can expect when they tune in.
1: Sure. So my podcast is called Cheers to Your Prosperity. It is available on iTunes, I'm beginning to forget, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. I reduce it to three. And yeah, what it's really about is it's just exploring all the ways that we, I, I basically I believe we all have a right to prosper financially. And so it's, it is money focused, but it's not your six steps to this or seven steps to this. We're talking about all, I mean, all, all the ways, all the things that impact and influence your money. So some things will not seem like it's related to money, but it is. And other things will be direct, like cutting coffees. But um, some, we're just exploring everything. Very holistic conversation and helping you keep more of your hard-earned money without. Sacrificing. Yeah. I
0: mean, yeah, you guys need to
1: run and don't
0: walk to listen. I, I have texted you and voice noted you after listening to a few and I'm like, Oh my gosh, the examples you use have literally been me. You know, the girl that's just ordering bread at the dinner table because I don't actually have whatever $30 to go to dinner that night. Cause I didn't actually make a fun money account. And Being, you know, the stingy one that's like, I only got water and trying to get out of bills at group dinner. I'm like, this is so relatable. Like, I just, this is what I appreciate about your podcast. It's relatable content that I think we all have been in a financial bind at some point. And I think that's what you do such an excellent job of is not just talking about it, but how to start taking control of that. And you said what your kind of tagline is like achieve financial control and take control of your hard-earned money. So Highly recommend to listen, everybody. And is there anywhere else where people can find you or anything coming up that you want to share?
1: That's really, you know what? Find me on Instagram. I'm going to try and be social. I'm I'm actually, that's my next phase. You'll see. So let's experiment. It's about being social. My handle is Mindful Ichiyama and connect with me there. And I'm always open to conversation. Like I mentioned before, I'm, I can't believe I'm exchanging photos on the DMs. So <laughs> we're, have, so just. Just swapping conversations. I think we need to chat more. So yeah, Mm -hmm. connect with me there and we can just chat you know, and and get to know each other on that level and we'll we'll go from there.
0: I love that. Let's use social media to socialize. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Yama. I really appreciate it.
1: Well, you're welcome. Thank you for helping me birth Cheers to Your Prosperity.
0: Well, cheers to
1: your prosperity, everybody. (laughs) Well said. Cheers to your prosperity. Thank you, Chelsea.
0: Well, there you have it. Someone who has been through Mic Drop launched a podcast and shared her story. I truly hope Shyama's story helps you understand that there are different roadblocks we all face, but when you work in community on something together, there's so much power and there's so much to learn about yourself beyond the tech beyond the content strategy, beyond the launch, you truly find this inner self-confidence and just start to own your voice more. Now, if you've been wanting to launch a podcast, but you're like, this is overwhelming, I don't know where to start, sounds stressful, like there's just so many different things that feel like they need to be in place. I think you're gonna love a masterclass that's coming out next Tuesday, September 27th, called the Four Podcaster Archetypes. Archetype journeys are really easy to follow because it gives you kind of a roadmap based on your energy, your design, your personality, et cetera. So for example, the dazzling entertainer archetype, which is one that we'll be talking about in the masterclass is someone that's more of a showman. They love to speak. They were probably in theater. They're the kids that are always putting on talent shows for the family. So they probably do best with solo episodes where they really shine and get to just talk about whatever they want for however long they want. So if you're like, oh my gosh, yes. I want to know which archetype I am and how this is going to help me then I want you to head to my show notes where you can sign up for free. Again, this is going down Tuesday, September 27th at noon EST. There will be a replay and all you have to do to grab your seat is head to the link of my show notes and sign up. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you next week.